Eam is a podcast that proves women can still be strong and influential while being godly and humble. Eam streams anywhere you listen to your music and podcasts. If you like what you hear, visit our website, eamisher.wixsite.com for more resources. Hi, everyone. Maria here. Hi, guys. I'm Karen. It's Natalie. Hey, it's Marina. How are you guys? Good, good. Last week was good. I think the challenges we kind of put for ourselves were were good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how like it played out for you guys, but yeah. I yeah. don't know. It was challenging. It was yeah. good. It was good to have something to like in front, like a goal to pursue for the week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't without its obstacles. Yeah, I can start. I, I actually, I remember, I think my goal was um, to kind of stop escaping things. So to rid myself of the things that I always distract myself with. And I have mm-hmm. to say hardest thing, truly, because I think sometimes it's really hard to um, to kind of have that light bulb moment of like repentance when I feel like something happens in your life, but like nothing had really happened. So I wasn't really at a place where like I was super down to like let go of things. And I was just like in that emotional state to like seek the Lord. So it was really hard for mm-hmm. me to genuinely just delete all a lot of apps on my phone and to just rid myself of these things. And at first I was really bored and I have like muscle memory. I would just go to those apps and I'd mm-hmm. see it empty and I would honestly be like, I hate this. I hate this. And I'd want to watch a TV show instead, like fill it with something else. But then I'm like, that's cheating because you're just taking something bad, replacing with something bad. So I would try to do like the Jesus prayer and things like that. And I have to say, like, now that it's the end of the week, it's not as bad. And I'm I'm like so glad that I did that. But at the beginning, no, it was it was almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Karen, same. Honestly, I was I was expecting that like Monday will hit and you know it's great Lent, everything will be different. I'm gonna be a transformed person, but then you know, there has to be an action that I need to take. And so I think because this week's challenge for me was to be aware of every time that I spend thinking about, you know, overthinking in my head, I think I would just became more aware of it. And sometimes it became more and more um overwhelming. And I think what really helped, as you said, exactly was the Jesus prayer, because it was just like a way to shut down the thought right away. Because I feel like it's any thought is like a spark of fire that starts in your head. And the Jesus prayer is literally the only thing that makes my brain wander away and actually like takes it away. Because otherwise, the fire will just keep going and going and, and kind of, you know, my whole brain will be on fire. So yeah, I, I just found that the Jesus prayer was super helpful. And I, I think it's going to be something we can talk about this this episode as well. So what helped me like try to bring myself back to that focus is by actually looking into the different fractions for the liturgy. Mm. I started like listening to a few of them and I really liked the content. I I discovered like new ones I had no idea about. And I found that like it was just such a nice summary of everything God does for you. And it just reminds you of why I'm doing this. Why am I fasting? Why am Mm -hmm. I here? Wow. And were these just Lent fasts or, uh, sorry, Lent fractions or fractions in general? In general, I found the the fasting and prayer one is really nice, but I was looking into, uh, there's a lot of fractions to the sun. And then there's Mm. also fractions in the St. Gregory liturgy. And there's just a lot of- um, That is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love to listen to the fractions on SoundCloud while like I was studying or something during, especially during Lent. It was, it would, it was so nice. I think something that I utilized- was also um, the Jesus prayer. In fact, I have a, like a post-it note on my wall in front of my desk. Um, oh, my Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then uh, anytime I felt like I was getting ahead of myself or I was thinking too far ahead um, and I wasn't, I was 
sort of wasting time in that sense. Um, uh, I would pray this and I would pray it multiple times and I'd kind of just like freeze where I was and stop all that I was doing and focus on the words that I was saying. And it was actually a very grounding act. Hmm. Um, it was something that truly reminded me to stick to the present and to stick and, and to remind myself of who I am and who he is, you know, son of the living God, my God, my Lord, Jesus Christ, I am the sinner, you know, I am in your hands kind of thing. Um, so that's, it helped, but it was hard to remember to do that because your train of thought just takes you places. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good wrap to treasure week. Cause I feel like putting in that work, like we, I feel like we've definitely seen a shift in like how much work caring or or we're treasuring christ now in our lives versus when we started so it's it's, yeah. it's a nice wrap yeah it's, it's definitely, definitely you're more hyper aware yes this was gonna yeah. say yeah and i think that segues really well into being hyper aware of hyper aware of the temptations that we're going to face throughout like great lend starting this week and so um i think we can start reading from matthew 4 in the name of the father the son the holy spirit one god amen Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone jesus said to him it is written again you shall not tempt the lord your god again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory And he said to them, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. It's so powerful to see how Jesus fasted. And what he was able to do with the fasting versus, you know, looking at how I fast and like me just being tired and hungry all the time. Um, and sometimes just falling into the, like, you know, the the inevitable thinking of, oh, this is so hard. I cannot be eating this all the time. I'm so tired of this fast and I just can't wait for the resurrection. And it's, I think, a big thing we're going to hopefully like discover this week is, is a mindset shift on what fasting is for us and what temptations are for us. I really like this gospel because this might be a really horrible thing to say, um, but this is just like how I feel is um, it's a very humanizing side of our Lord Mm -hmm. in the sense that it says, you know, he was hungry. Like it's not that he was, you know, this like he was able to fast no problem. It was Mm -hmm. like in his nature. It was totally okay and we're the only weak ones out here trying to just do something resembling what he has done like no he also hungered he was also tempted he was also but at the same time this humanity did not reject the divine side of him where the way that he answered was very you know what his father says 
you know, it all of his answers were, it is written. It wasn't human rationalization. It wasn't him trying to linger with the devil and reason or rationalize with him. It was him basically rejecting him and rebuking him completely to the extent where the last one was away with you, Satan. Hmm. Um, and all of the ones before were him replying to him with not his, like a human mind, but with the mind of God. Yeah, he partook of all suffering and never yield, but never yielded to the trial. And we see that in Hebrews 4, 15 to 16, where it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So you're right, like he he was tempted and he was in a in a position that we all find ourselves in. And I think um Temptations allow us to confront the evil and respond with our love for God and really show who we are. Because that's what God did. That's what Jesus did. He confronted the devil and showed him who he is by his response. But even every single one of our temptations falls under one of the categories of the temptations that he was tempted with. So it's not like he was tempted with something um, we, were, we never encountered, right? Like what were those three temptations? I think food just embodies like flesh, right? Our, flesh. our passions and yeah. what comforts us. Exactly. Exactly. The second one was uh, pride, correct? Or lustfulness, you can even say. Which yeah. is like if, if you are someone who struggles with lust, this is a form of it. Like lust is pride, right? Mm -hmm. It's pride for yourself. Um, and then the last one was... So the more uh, like the lust of the eyes and the and lust what of we the want eyes. to gain, right? Yeah, like greed. Yeah, that, and that's exactly what Saint John says. I, I found the verse First John two sixteen. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. So exactly what you were saying, Natalie, about how it's not from the Father. It's not divine wisdom to test God. It's not, um, you know, it's it's not anything from from the Father. Uh, to use his words against him, essentially, but it is, it's the pride of life. Yeah. And sometimes in reading this, I would always think to myself, like the amount of self-control it takes to honestly be able to overcome these sins through Christ is just, is so great. And I would always think to myself, like, I hope that I ever get to that place, but I don't know if I ever will, but it's not about being able to have the self-control to face these big things when they just come right away. I think we have to, like, it takes time to get there is where I'm getting at. Like mm. it takes practice. Like, I think we need to start there are forms of these things in our day-to-day -day lives that could come as very, very small little temptations that we don't notice, but it's through like seeking Christ in those small things and overcoming them that we develop the self-control to be able to like stand in front of the world like Christ yeah. was and be offered and say no, because that is such a, I don't know if, you know, I'd never be able to be like, that's, you know, uh, sorry, I'm confused. Do you mean like, um, you need to, it takes time to identify the sin or to um to go to god for help with that sin after like, acknowledging it like i think i meant more about the self-control aspect like being able to say no but you can only say no if you identify it so you're right like it's more about i what my point is it's through practice and knowing that it's through practice you need to be able to identify the little things first so that you can use them as practice and say no and then when the big things come, you'd be able to recognize that and you'd kind of have built that trust and that foundation of self-control through Christ to be able to say no again. Does yeah, that make and sense? Then, yeah. And, and I think a good place to start 
would be just to remember that or to remind ourselves that like we can't help ourselves in romans chapter three it kind of talks about saint paul makes his case about how basically the human can't save itself and he brings this whole like it's it's a very long he writes very long-winded answers to his own questions but um he basically writes this uh long-winded answer um where he references the old testament and he references the 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 part that he references goes through all the parts of the body so he mentions the tongue and he mentions the throat and the mouth and the lips and all of these things to say that one sin um is in us it is in every part of us so how can it be that we save ourselves mm -hmm. when every part of us is bound to this sin right yeah. like we're chained down um however the psalm of this gospel actually so on sunday when you go to liturgy you're going to hear the psalm and the gospel that we read today um it's literally uh, david the psalm is saying you have been my help do not leave me nor forsake me O god of my salvation and if your struggle is what Karen like so cleverly brought up today of like learning to identify it and then learning to go to God for help and say no to it, then um, I, this could be like a really good challenge prayer to pray, to write down on a post-it note and to just say, you have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. Um, because I think that's where it starts. I love that. Yeah. Um, th this idea of like, you have been my help. When we say that, sometimes we we think that like I'll figure out seventy five percent and then I'll come to God for the twenty five that's left. But the idea is that like we cannot do it without Him. So this whole point of fasting, He fasted for us, right? Like the Sunday school answer of Did Jesus need to fast? No, He did it to teach us. Okay, but why? Because He knows that we are so weak and there's no way we could overcome anything by ourselves. Even if He just told us to fast, we would not be able to do it. So Him fasting sanctified this fast for us and gave us this whole strength in the fast so that whatever victory he had we could also get uh he says something so powerful about how whatever struggle i'm going through in great lent is actually a source of my joy because christ has already won it for me um mm -hmm. so and karen like what you Very mentioned nice. about yeah it's it's so beautiful and it's I think we just have to take Christ as our model for fasting. So Karen, you mentioned practice. And I think that's the whole point of fasting of just mm -hmm. like, yes, it is a challenge, but it is a practice. We have to take mm -hmm. the way he did it and apply it to us. So one, he fasted. And, you know, we, we also kind of always argue about like, does the fasting of food really need to be there? Can't we just skip that part and fast from something abstract? But he fasted with food. So there's definitely some strength in it. And right. And like, we can go on through all these arguments about why food itself and, and controlling our, our stomachs can control the rest of us but also the way he, he the way he dealt with the temptations is such a model he like would shut down the devil right when he's had something like he'd be like it is written blah 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 and then the devil would be like, okay what about this and then he'd shut him up with another verse and i think kind of what to what i alluded to at the beginning we need to when we find a temptation we finally identify it it needs to be shut up right away otherwise it's going to be a fire that's uncontrollable mm -hmm. i love that not letting it reside in your mind just right away yeah. addressing it and i also love another point you said about um this is a time of joy because jesus won the struggle already yes. for us and i think like embracing the struggle with christ rather than waiting for it to be over and saying, mm -hmm. oh, I want it to be over. I just want to like yes. be done with this struggle. But embracing the struggle, meaning like calling for Christ to be with you and to show you how to 
how to overcome as he overcame already so that we can share that victory with him. Yes. The joy of victory over the same, over Satan. I love it. Yeah. Saint Ephraim the Syrian says something so beautiful about fasting, almost as if like he's not talking about the same fast we fast. <laughs> like he's saying the one who fasts, this is an occasion for delight for the discerning ones and fasting. When one sees how much he has grown, it's a joy of delight. Fasting secretly purifies the soul so it can gaze on God and grow by the vision of him. And so you just, and he, he keeps going and he says, blessed is he who gave us fasts, the sheer wings by which we fly to him. And it's like, wow, if yeah. I can look at fasting this way, I would, I would fast all year. <laughs> and yeah. like, let's, let's zoom in a little bit on this just fasting portion. We talked a lot about the temptation portion. There's a lot to be said about this fasting portion. There are so many things people can say, well, I'm already plant-based, right? That's already my mm. diet. So should I fast with meat? Or should I be fasting with my favorite plant-based food and just abstain from that? Like, what is the real point to it? Especially now when there are all these variations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think a really huge reason is that we have to go back all the way to Adam and Eve and the fall. And how um, the first commandment was kind of a sort of fasting, right? It was do not eat of this. And so it was an abstaining of something for the sake of uniting with God who's much greater and for discovering him. And God created Adam and Eve with ultimate authority, right? And they had authority over all of creation and most importantly, over themselves, over their own bodies. But what happened when they gave in to temptation and when they broke the commandment and obviously all humanity in it, in, in Adam and Eve, we lost authority over our bodies and over the temptations around us. And so everything became a master of us. So Satan and his temptations became a master for us. Food became one and our thoughts became one. And so I think the, the huge point of fasting that Christ is trying to teach us here is to gain back our control, to gain back the authority that we have, that we were created in his image. So that when we have a control over our stomachs and over food, which is not bad, how much more would we have authority over something that is bad and harmful for us? Yeah, the Pauline, the Pauline of this... Uh, of this Sunday as well is uh, it, what, the second verse of the Pauline says do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> which is so like when you put it in that perspective you're like wow I'm dumb like really <laughs> like, I okay. treated it for like an iced donut like yeah. <laughs> okay no I want the work of God please so yeah, yeah it says yeah. all things indeed are pure but it is evil for the man who eats with offense and I also, like, if we get to a point where we feel like we're asking too many questions and we're we're getting too, we're starting to question the details. Oh, does this count as it fasting and this doesn't and whatever. And it, does preparation week really need to be a week where we fast? Does it count for in yeah. the 55 days? All that stuff. It makes me think, like, it makes me want to take a step back and be like, why am I doing this in the first place? Shouldn't I, if I really, truly at my core, love Christ. And that's my goal. Shouldn't I be jumping at the opportunity to show him my love, to get closer to him? Shouldn't I be like looking for an excuse or should I be running away from it and just finding excuses not to do it? So it's yeah. like, yeah, if because if you're looking for an excuse, you're going to find one. You're always going to find one. It's actually funny that you say it like that, because I think that when we think, oh, I want to like jumpstart my relationship with God. It's been so weak. I'm so ready. Let me read my Bible let me do that every hour of the Agbeya throughout the day. I'm going to set 10 reminders on my phone to pray <laughs> to God about some, every day, okay? I literally had, and I know you guys know this, I had a time in my youth 
where I, in my youth, okay, I had a time when I was younger when I set an alarm for every hour of the day to remind me to pray about something. And this was every single day, starting from like 8 a.m., ending at like 9 p.m., where it'd be like, pray for family was the notification, pray, which is really cute. That's okay. So if I could, if I could keep up with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But I just kept pressing snooze to every alarm and notification. So like, what was the point? But this, like, as soon as someone would tell me, hey, give up your burgers, I'd be like, why? Relax. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm already praying my Bible. I'm like reading and I'm, I love him. And but why do I need to do this to get close to him? It's like we put our limitations on what we feel like. And I think that is like the key, what Mm -hmm. we feel like will help my relationship with God when he lays it all down for you. And when we start getting into the nitpicky of like, oh, what are what do the ingredients? Does my milk isolate? Does that I and then you have this like uproar (laughs) and the yeah may contain milk ingredients. Yeah. May May what? (laughs) Yeah. Does it or does it not? I think that we start to get into that really dangerous like when Paul warned the Jews of like salvation by the letter. Mm. And he starts talking to them about, you know, like the, the the law doesn't save you like the Lord does. And we need to remember that. Um, I, that's that's really what it reminds me of. And when I think of that, it um, triggers me. <laughs> I also think when when I think about why, especially in the context of Lent, um, I think to myself, like this purpose is really about me filling myself with him to the greatest extent because he filled himself with all of us so much we were everything to him mm-hmm. um and so and this is why he went through this entire journey it was because he loved us um and so i think a big part of it is like this concept of kenosis and theosis which is this idea of self-emptying and filling with god and i think that um, he understood this because he emptied himself with all of this food during this time and when temptation came he responded with the word of god Um, And that was him reminding himself of his own father. When we deprive ourselves of our food and and we pursue the things which make for peace, just as Paul said, then we are truly emptying ourselves of our own self-desires and our own um, ideas of pleasure and and goodness, and which gives us more room to fill it with true goodness and the actual desire of our hearts. And it says in verse three, the Pauline, it says, for even Christ did not please himself. So even, you know, the, he, there was nothing he did out of selfishness or his own desire. His only desire that he was able to fulfill was to save us mm-hmm. and to love us. And so uh, what are the things that we can do to reciprocate the action? No matter how unreciprocated it, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if that's a word, but like, how impossible it is to give back what he gave to us. Um, I think that food becomes very little trivial, negligible. And yeah, yeah, it becomes not even a question. Yeah. I like, I want to share the Father Bashoi Kamil with our listeners because I just found it so perfect, so perfectly linked to what you were saying, um, where he says the 40 days of fasting is a gift from our Lord. And, you know, not the way we see it. It's a gift from the church to her children. It's a time for us to struggle and to be liberated from everything you can imagine. Bitter slavery, the slavery of hatred, grudges, worldly desires, and being idle. 
Um, and it's a time of rejoicing where we can be liberated from problems that we cannot fix. So even though we cannot fix them, we actually find joy and freedom in this fast mm -hmm. through Christ. And our Lord who's fasting with us will pass over with us to show us the glory of his resurrection. He is fasting with us. Fasting is therefore not a prison to the senses, but a soaring without hindrance towards contemplation of God. Wow. Okay, you convinced me. I'm going to read a one of your kids. Okay, you convinced me. I'm going to fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like, sorry, one last point. Mm -hmm. The last verse is so powerful because it ends with hope. Like there is temptation. And he told us this kind cannot come out except mm -hmm. by prayer and fasting. So, you know, you, you've got to be ready for it. But the devil left him at the end. And behold, angels came and served him. And so there are temptations on the road. There are challenges, but there is a hope at the end. What are we going to do to achieve the hope or pursue that peace? Like St. Paul said in the epistle, mm -hmm. in the Pauline. Mine actually kind of relates to like the kenosis theosis idea where, where, like I told you guys, my first week was just very much just trying to empty myself of all these things. So I think this week what I'm going to try to do is to take um, a cue from Jesus and try to like equip myself with the knowledge or not the knowledge with the sayings and with his words so that when I am tempted, I'm able to mm -hmm. face it. So like you guys were saying, like, and how we read every time the devil came to him, he would always say, well, it is written that. And I feel like this is something I lack and that I, I feel like I do not know enough um, to be able to be put in that position. Okay. So that's kind of my challenge for the week is you learning stole more. mine. <laughs> no, did I? <laughs> yeah. No, did I actually? Okay. We can have the same one. We might even <laughs> encourage each other. So yeah, that's mine. <laughs> mine is, yeah. Just just like knowing, just like God knew the word of his father, I will also learn, try to learn mm -hmm. the word of my father that when I sit that first of all, to remember that a day where I don't open my Bible is a day in vain. So to never miss a day of at least just this week, just to make it a realistic goal. Um, and then ensure that every time I do read, I pick out something that is applicable and something that I can practice and something that I can learn, even if it's just like one verse that I repeat to myself in my head, so that when the moment comes, I will be able to say, no, this is what is written. Just mm -hmm. like he did. That's beautiful. And I definitely want to work on that. Um, and I think also for me, I will work on on being a little bit uncomfortable, on sacrificing a little bit, because, you know, I, I love the idea of like, facing the temptation right away and, and asking Christ to like, you know, laying all my, my burden on him. But that's also a part of it is just to comfort me, but I need to also be able to sacrifice for him. So again, same as what you guys were saying about emptying. I just, I think I, I do need a little bit more asceticism, a little bit more um, sacrifice for him and talk to him so that I can actually be comforted by him and not just expect everything to work by itself. Yeah. And for me, I would say bringing Christ into every little struggle, everything and recognizing what those temptations are, because like I said, it's not easy to sometimes classify what is a temptation in your life. So I think self-reflection for that, like to identify all those little things and then bringing him into that struggle and, and asking him to help you confront that evil, because like we said, he already overcame it so we can overcome it with him. Yeah. Beautiful. And the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for always being with us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us this opportunity to learn about you and do all this research and discuss this upcoming week um, just to know more about you, Lord. And I ask that you help us use this to 
to be able to have that self-reflection time and actually recognize the temptations in our lives, to put in the work, Lord, to be more uncomfortable and to genuinely try to sacrifice, Lord, more of our earthly desires, Lord, so that we may be filled more with you and to be able to learn your words, Lord, and to put in the time to actually learn your words so that when we are tempted with things, we know what to say and we can follow your example in that, Lord. I ask that you be with each and every one of us and with all of our EAM sisters that are listening to this podcast or anyone who's listening. Um, amen. Through the intercessions of Virgin Mary and all your saints, hear us when you say with all thanksgiving, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us all of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into any temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you liked what you heard today, visit our website, emisher.wixsite.com slash mysite for links to the resources used to prepare for these episodes. Have a question? Want to suggest a topic? Write us on our website. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to this and follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Please keep us in your prayers. God bless.